PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and guess what, Gary? What? Free three-day shipping over 75 bucks, so you can buy your Oakleys at Rocky Mountain. But before you do, go to KeeferInkTesting.com, click on the Rocky Mountain ATV banner, and then continue to live your life. And what that does is it gives us a little bit of slice, a little bit, just a little bit, Gary, of what they're purchasing and helps us out here and keeps this show up and moving. Brings guys in like you, Rob, Gary. It's a great time here. Are you nervous? No, I'm not nervous at all. FXRRacing.com. Go check out the new line of gear. Gary loves it. And uh, he wants to wear it so bad in 2021, but he decided to do something different. That's too bad. So uh, this is probably the first and last show that Gary does because he's not an FXR rider. But if you guys want to be, KK MX 35 is 30% off at FXR Racing. That is a huge discount. Do yourself wow, a favor. 35? Yeah, KKMX35, wow. Gary. Yeah, that's Get a great deal. 30% off. Yeah, that's a great deal. And if you, if, for you, if you wanted to be an FXR rider, yeah. I have an even bigger discount I can hook you up with. National champion Gary Sutherland in the house today. He's usually way more vocal, but he seizes up when he's on, uh, I'm on the mic. not up. He's not. I'm waiting. Oh, you're waiting in the waiting wings? Waiting to pounce. Go to fxrracing.com. Get yourself some gear. Good gear right there. And, of course, Racetech. Have you used Racetech stuff before? I haven't. Okay. Well, I think you should. Racetech.com. Let's do Email it. Email me, chris at keyforingtesting.com. I'll get you a discount code for that. Chris and the guys over there, Rob at Racetech, do excellent work. They even do engine services, Gary. Wow. I did not know that. They have Vortex. You can they map your Vortex. All you're right. a big Vortex guy, right? Uh, depends on what I'm doing. Gary's a five today, folks, so we're going to try to ramp him Not up a to a number eight, Calm and uh, we're going to get him going here shortly. But those are the sponsors, and of course, you guys want to go get a new KTM. That's what we're talking about today, 2021 KTM 450 XCF, com. David Sibley. Email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com. I will get you the best deal on a KTM. You need one of those, and you should go to power. I do. Yeah, I should. I should call them up. I you want a market. KTM. You want a Yamaha. You want a Kawasaki. I'm power Motorsports is the place to go. And since you're old now, do you want to go race the Old Timers Association race? I'm going to race it all. I'm going to buy every bike, too, and I'll start my own you know, testing, testing company. We're going to be rivals? Yeah, we can become rivals, yeah. God, that'd, be that'd be great. Of, that'd be awesome. I would love to listen to your first show. <laughs> Hi. Hey, uh, hey, hey, everybody. Hey, Christy, do you want to be on my first show? <laughs> All right, old, OregonOldTimers.com, they have long motos, 20-minute motos, Gary. I know that's 20s. not long enough for you. No, that yeah, no, that's that's long for you, not long for me. How, well, now is it is. 45 minutes for you? Yeah, 30 plus 2 would be, uh, that's a good moto. Yeah, I'm out. It's a long time. I'm getting old. need to shorten that up a oh, little I, bit. I can't go more than about 5, 10 minutes. Right the race now. in Glen Helen. When? April. 
Ooh. Come on out, OregonOldTimers.com. Do yourself a favor and do some long motos with me and Gary because we'll be out there battling. He should be in prime shaped by April. He's just starting to get back on the bike now, but he is getting old. He's retired now, so I think Old Timers oh, Association retired. is. You we're, said we're you're retired. We're throwing that out now? We're you're retired. retired. Oh, you're done racing, right? I guess. Now I am. Okay. Well, you, you just announced it, I guess. Support these advertisers. Support this show. It keeps us up and moving. Helps, helps us to have some fun on here. Helps feed that person that you hear in the background. That's Heather. She's home today. She feeds you. you that's how that works. I know. I don't. I don't cook. You don't cook. You don't. Do, you you say, "Where's my sandwich?" And Heather's like, "Oh, right here." She cooked you some steak. Today? Yes, she did. All right. Yep. No bread. Uh, Got to drop that weight. Heather does cook. Women yeah. should cook, right? I know Gary? where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna get to Gary here later in the show, but right now, Gary and I are here to talk about the 2021 KTM 450 XCF. It's a hybrid motorcycle, Gary. Yep, hybrid. KTM markets this bike as the 50-50 brand motorcycle. You like to ride moto. You like to ride off-road. We just came, we just came back from a Racer X Films. This is your first debut on Racer X. Yep. Um, Gary rode some trails, some tight rocks. We had some turn tracks. I did some of that. I had a kicker and cased the shit out of it. <laughs> Big T- case. Tested Massive that suspension. Case. But you're a hybrid rider. Yeah. And I brought you in because off-road champion. Like to do both. I like Dude, that is that is real. I mean, I don't think you get enough praise. Like, it's okay. You're a really, really good rider. Thank you, Chris. That's that was very nice. That's a very nice compliment. I always Thank tell you. you this. I always. Tell I you appreciate this. it. But 2017 AMA National Hair and Hound Champion and Works Champion all in the same year. Yep. And then you don't have a ride the next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're gonna get. To that yeah, we'll later. get to that. <laughs> that could be a whole nother show. That's a whole. That's a whole podcast in itself. Let's talk about this great bike. Um, but good rider. Ride moto very well. You actually tried to race Supercross at some point, so you have some moto background. Yep. Um, you come well, from Montana. You race a lot of local Montana motocross. I rode a couple outdoors. Oh, you did? Yeah. You score points? No. I only ro- I, I qualified for one on a 250F way back in like 06, and then I tried racing 450s. What, where was that at? Washougal. Okay. And then I was when I was Dietrich's mechanic, I actually showed up to the race and was wrenching on his bike and my bike and trying to qualify too at the same did time. Did you qualify that right? No, no. I was I – was, well, what, what did you qualify? What what place? Oh, 44. I was point, like point two seconds off. So you're 44th. I was 44th. What was Ricky that year? What did he get? I don't know. That was right before his whole thing. Okay. So. so oh, yeah. you want me to keep moving? Oh, yeah, you're director we, of the show. Sorry, I, I'm going to keep this moving. Uh, then, yeah, so. let's get on this KTM 450. Um, I'm excited about this. So do you like this bike? You've ridden this bike in 2019, 2020, but you yeah. had some problems in 20. 20, I only rode it uh, for a couple months because I actually had an SX. Okay. So I so I had an SX because basically when you when I build a race bike, you put an 18, you do all the stuff that basically it's going to be. So we just bought the SXs because that's what's available. Cheaper. Yeah, they were and they're cheaper. Okay. So uh, with my support deal, I would just buy those and just make them into the race bike. But okay. the uh, yeah no, I actually today I raced in 19 I had XCF and I raced a bone stock XCF bone stock suspension right, right off the, this, yeah. like right off the showroom floor went down to Takati, Mexico. And won the race on it, like and bone so, stock, stock bone muffler, stock. everything. Stock, uh, no, I put a Yosha on that year. That was I just put a Yosha on, but as far as suspension, engine, not, everything, like just went down there, raced it, and last year when I went back down again, I put stock XC stuff back on that bike or on a yeah on my nineteen and raced it again because I actually liked it better. Why? Um, it was just the the setting that they came up with was plush, and I didn't. 
you know, a lot of the West Coast stuff we do isn't isn't tight, rocky, right? Slow speed stuff. Mm-hmm. So all my stuff was always too stiff, you know. And it's a long race, so it beat you up. So with the stock XCF stuff, I could. It was plush. It was forgiving. It was comfortable. I could still push on it, and it with. And I feel like with the air fork, mm-hmm. I can turn it. It turns better. It's more flickable than like I feel like the once you put the spring fork on, right. it makes it a little heavier. So I'm sure we'll get into that, but. So, like I said, we made we built the Racer X video around like I'm the moto guy, Gary's the off road guy. Um, I will agree with Gary. I haven't. It takes a lot for me to go right off road. It has to be wet. It has to be certain things to go. Stars right. have to align pretty right. well. And for even you to go. still, like you like gnarly stuff. I'm not about that life. You like to hey, let's drop down this canyon. Let's go in this canyon and see what's down there. Yeah, let's and explore. Then I'm out. Yeah, the, because I don't want to get stuck down some damn canyon. Yeah, but you're not going to get – you'll get out. I'll ride your bike out. It's okay. No, because then I'll never hear <laughs> yeah. the end of it, so no. Um, but for me, if I was that type of guy and I ride this bike – I've ridden this bike, I don't know, two to three years. I always seem to come back to this bike for me if I was going to leave from my house in Sperry, California, go ride some turn tracks, go ride some trails. It just does everything really well. Yeah. It is soft, which we'll get into, but – it's balanced and easy to ride. And I guess this is what I really want to drive home with you. Yep. Uh, I get a lot of emails say, hey, Kiefer, I'm 50-some years old. I haven't ridden in a long time. I want to get back into it. I am a 60-40 type of rider. Which bike should I ride? And I'm always nervous to say, get a KTM 450 XCF. But uh, I rode today, and I'm, it kind of reiterates, like, this bike is super easy to ride. And it's not yeah. so much bike where I think a guy that's been out of sport for 10 years would be too much for him, right? Or no? no? I think it's per- – they really did, like, they did a great job with the bike because you can't, like, it's easy to ride. It doesn't hit hard like a Yamaha. It doesn't have that, you know, rigid feel like I've felt on a Honda or something like that. Like, the bike is, like we talked earlier, like, it's just good. It's, like, right down the middle. It does everything that – it checks off every box in the good compartment. Like, it's not like – Oh man, this is the best. Right. And then this, you know, other bikes you'll ride off road. It's like, man, it works great in sand whoops, but then it's horrible on the tray on the you know single track. Right. So it's like, I just feel like they did a really good job. I mean, their model's ready to race. Like it is. Like that bike, you can go race it. It's right down the middle, and there's a lot of changes that you can make with the air fork, the tunability of all that to be able to like, hey, you know, all my buddies are gonna go ride Kuya on Saturday, and then oh crap, it rained in Hesperia. Let's go ride the Marianas. Like. You can ride right. the same bike, and I actually I, I'm and we'll get into this, but I don't understand why more um, moto guys don't run like an 18 inch rear wheel. I don't. I, is there? Yeah, I'll mark that down to talk about because I'll tell you why I don't. Okay, but maybe you can talk shit on me because I, I, I you know I've raced 18s for a long time and like I, I don't know I I ride them on the motocross track and I I love the feel of the 18 inch tire on like square edge when the track gets rough. Like yeah, I could see maybe smooth like. The track's fresh and smooth, like a 19 being better. Right. But I think for a guy like you're saying that's coming back into it, yeah, they don't care about weight. No, no, it, I, I think I, mean, that, I think that's one of the main reasons why they're not more moto guys. And you know, you can say moto guys are more of a pansy type of rider compared to off road dudes. Yeah, off road guys are a little, I think, I think a little bit tougher. Yeah, um, physically and tighter on the money than the moto guy, right? Yeah. So I think that's one reason, but we'll talk about yeah. that here in a minute. I'll, we'll okay. bring it up last. Okay. Engine feeling for you. What's it like? 
Um, from what so I've paint a picture to the guy out there listening to this, driving a big rig across, man, I want to get a bike. What's it like to ride? It's oh, man, I would say it's the easy, like it's the easiest four fifty to ride. Like you don't, it's not like rip out of your arms. It's right. not like oh my gosh, like but. You talked about it earlier was the connectivity, like connectivity to the yep, ground. Rear wheel, yep. How it, like, and I feel like that's how their power, like their power is so smooth that it's like. It's deceiving, right? It's, yeah, because it's, it's, you're like, man, is this motor slow? Like, but then it's like, but then it barks. Like when you just rock, like you tap the clutch or something, it's like, whoa, right. like it actually has that excitement, which I don't feel like the 19, the 19, I struggled with my 19. Mm-hmm. Like I think they did some mapping changes in 19. Yep, and I don't know what they changed last two years. So mine, like nineteen and twenty, like progressively, I feel like the mapping has gotten a lot better. Like this year, mm-hmm. like what I just rode, felt cleaner, cleaner, snappier, smoother. Like I feel like the mapping has came a long ways. Like I struggled in nineteen with mapping, um, just not never. The bike never felt fast at nineteen for me. And then at any point. Not to keep going back to your racing career, yeah, but yeah. like, did any point did you run a Vortex racing on a KTM, or you always ran stock um, ECUs? I did. I always tried to keep it stock because everybody would, you know, tell me, "Oh, you're gonna, you know, don't mess with the bike, right?" Because you um, jack shit up. Yeah, yeah. So right. I, I, I did both. I tried them both. <laughs> and the Vortex, I think, did help them. Yeah, and back then it made a huge difference. Like right. I definitely did see a big difference. But you know, there's so much stuff you can do on that race gas, all that. But for the average dude, the average dude, this bike, go buy it. Right. And ride it. You don't need to put a pipe. Like, you don't need to do anything. Right. Like, the suspension's... It's just, just it's predictable. Just hold suspension. We're okay. going to get there. Okay. We're talking about the engine right now. Oh, we're talking about engine. Sorry. Engine. Sorry. So, I got all worked up. Man. I know. You're getting all amped up here. You're starting to get all... Yeah, like coffee's hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> engine character for me, similar to what Gary's saying out there, it's very long and linear. Um, I will talk about second gear because I feel like second and third gear are very important gears in the off-road world, right? Yep. Uh, you want to have traction... And you, you correct me anytime that I'm wrong because you're more, way better at this than me. Oh, jeez. But lugging the bike, getting traction up hills when it's slippery. I don't care if you're East Coast guy, mud, you're West Coast guy, it's dry, cobby, rocks. You want to be higher. You want to be in a higher gear and lower RPM and get that traction to the rear wheel. Yeah. What I like about second gear on this XCF is that I feel. It's almost like a third gear with other machines. Mm-hmm. Like, I still have that lugability in second, but yet if I'm out of that section and I want to give it the berries, yeah, it revs out very yep. far. So it's very usable gear, which is not always the case. Yeah, when you talk about an FX Yamaha or an RX Honda, yeah, that's it's that's they're, they're too peppy and like wow, quick, yeah. and then you're done. And then yeah. so if you're in some canyon like you were today, second gear it would be so freaking jerky, yeah. right? Or or you try it like or second would be too high and then you downshift to first and then it's like rah, yeah, rah, yeah, like right. you can't control it. So uh I ran first a couple times in that canyon today and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I tried second and it was a little too tight for second, but like first it didn't have that like hit you're talking about. It was still smooth. It was still like I got my traction. I wasn't like you know, whisking up on in all the cobble rock right. and stuff. So they did a good job with. I think they the and the gearing we good. noticed today. Then I didn't notice we kind of stumbled at thirteen forty eight and SX gearing is thirteen forty nine. Yep. So that makes second gear even a little bit more usable. Yeah, it's a little longer, right? Um, I think in two thousand and twenty on the SX version they went to a forty nine. It was a forty eight. 
So I don't think that KTM has rolled over that gearing to the XCF. They want to keep it broader, longer, yeah. and more off-road. The internal transmission is the same as SXF tranny. Yep. Um, it's the slight gearing change, what we call the Jody, the opposite Jody. <laughs> Went down a two instead of up one. So second gear is very long and linear. Third gear is very usable for me still. I don't think you can lug a KTM in third gear like you can a Yamaha. Uh, but I will say I was never in fourth gear today. You're more about that life than me. Like you haul ass through the desert. I'm scared. So third and fourth gear. Yeah. I hit fourth on that one when I came down on the one road and it was, I mean, the bike was good. Like I didn't, I think third you're racing Heron hounds. Yeah. And I know your engine was different and stuff. Yeah. What was your gearing ratio? Oh man. 14 something. Yeah. We always ran 14 50 maybe 1451 okay but then we added a sixth they added a sixth in the, oh, sixth in the gear. training when i rode for right. ktm which i told them i didn't even want to, i didn't want to go to sixth gear you know oh my gosh. it was too much Dude. it's like across the dry lake bed that's basically all i use we would use six for is like out there but like on that bike today i would be curious to go like you know see what it would do with that gear ratio like i don't know and maybe even putting a 14 50, 50 on it that would be pretty close get that chain off that right. you know that stuff we can you know i can the try stuff, part, but, yeah um but i also do notice when i would put a 14 on the front on my like i always ran 1452s mm-hmm. 1451 it would it actually made the gears even longer then for some reason like it felt like when it, you know you're at glenn hill riding moto i yep. noticed like normally with a 13 i would like tap out like i'd be like Rah! and then i'm like oh geez i should have shifted but with the 14 counter, I could always like I could run that gear just a just that little bit where you don't have to short shift it. Right. And so I'd be curious to see with this mapping the way the bike is right now with that gearing. So if you guys are out there listening to this and you're you're curious about the engine character and you're a heavier dude uh, or you're a lazy guy or if you're a guy that's looking to come back to the sport and do not know which way to go as far as size of bike, color of bike. Do not be scared of the XCF engine delivery. It's not that it's so much it's going to wear you out. I mean, Gary's sitting here, and he hasn't rode in almost a year. I think he's rode once or twice. Yeah. You've had the broken arm. Um, but, I mean, it's not going to wear you out. No. And that's – it's and, funny. And, be- let, hold on. So the YZ um, – just not to make this a comparison, yeah, but yeah. the FX, fun, snappy. I, I love that engine. Yeah. But it can be a handful. Handful. Gear ratios are a little off. I didn't – I never – I struggled with that. But I get what you – it's – it's this, a lot of bike. Yeah, this bike, like, I tell uh, all my buddies, I'm like, hey, like, oh, should I buy a 350? Should I buy it? No, buy the 450. It's so usable. It's such a usable power. You know what it's like? You, what, what? It's like when girls get fake tits, <laughs> and they don't get it big enough, and then they, a fucking five years later, yeah, they're, they're like, like oh, oh, I should have got bigger tits. Yeah. Just go bigger. Just go with the 450. Right. Yeah. 450. Easy It'll ride. be a lot more fun to play with. It's, it's exactly. Good. It's you got go. a lot there. You, yeah, you enough can, for you to handle. Yep, there's enough but it's to not handle. Too much. But it's not too be pissed much, off. Yeah. So, it's a good analogy. I, right? Keep it. This is yeah. Yeah, we this can talk like that. We're not on Racer X now. We can talk about titties. And <laughs> oh, all okay. Stuff. It's okay. fine. All right. Um. So map one, map two. There's an engine uh, map switch on the handlebar, as you guys probably already know. Traction control. Have you ever screwed with traction control? Yeah, I was in uh, Washington 2019. We okay. had a race up there. It was super slick. And during the race, uh, I was sucking really bad, like really, really bad. Yeah. And I hit the traction. Cause I was all over the place. I hit the traction control. And it was pretty crazy. I didn't. I noticed 
like I could just put it in third and just and it would just like it wasn't like oh my gosh like I can't spin the wheel but it definitely like it helped exiting corners and stuff like that I haven't messed with it much I would say on west coast style dirt I've always either just ran the maps I haven't ever messed with traction control in those settings yeah like I would I would compare the Washington slick up in Olympia it's pretty snotty yeah it's ice and it rained you know I would I would compare that to for the East Coast listeners. Yeah, like slippery. I, I hit the traction control. Map and it one didn't. traction control or map yep, two? Yeah, map one okay. traction control. Yeah. Just because I needed the thing, and I was shifting up to like third, fourth gear trying to get the thing just to well, This is great traction. because I don't fuck with it enough in moto. Yeah, either in that I – like I said, I never really ever messed with it mm-hmm. until I raced in that one situation where I was just like – during the middle of the race, I'm like – Oh, shit. Might as well try it. Yeah, might as well try it. It ain't right. going to hurt what you're doing right now, you right. know, type thing. So, so it does um, actually work. Yeah, I did feel like I did feel a difference exiting the turns, like not 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 getting so loose and just keeping it straight. I could get on the power a little harder. So I I prefer today where we were and we were near the house here in in, in our in our des, but I'm more of a map two guy because it gives a little bit more lively RPM response. But what I told Gary is it doesn't lose that connection for me, so I get more response, but yet the rear wheel connection still very positive for me. Yep, still have a lot of it. I spend a lot of time on other bikes as well, and so I appreciate how the KTM engineers made Map 1 and Map 2 different because as soon as I changed it, I was like, oh, shit, I can feel it. Um, Map 2 does rev out a little bit sooner. You don't have that longer pull, but bottom to mid, RPM response, a little bit more snappy. How I can relate it to you guys out there is like if you're running pump fuel in your bike and you put some VPT4 in it, and you just get a little bit more RPM response. Just a little cleaner. Just a little, a more little cleaner, a little more response, a little bit livelier. So that's the difference between map one and yeah. map two for me. You rode map one. Yeah, I rode map one today because like, we haven't got rain in Southern California ever. And it was like riding on marbles, you know. And I left it in map one. And I actually went – I felt like the bike ran a little cleaner down low with yeah. map one. Yeah. When I moved up to map two and like in slower speeds, it, it actually felt a little like just stuttered a little. Like not much. I would have to – have to play with it and see yeah but um, um but i did know when i did rode the, the sand turns like when i went down and was hitting some sand yeah i was in map two and i definitely like when i dig in and right like i could feel that it would pop me out of those those sand turns mm-hmm. whereas like map one it would just you know wasn't as didn't have that it dug in a little yeah bit a little bit right so i do uh i think for moto like here's the thing the tunability of this motorcycle is awesome because you can go Stiffer with the fork, stiffer with the shock. You could go ride moto, put it on map two, or go ride off road, put it in map Let one. Let me ask you about that. That's a good. That's a good thing to note on here. Are you the type of of consumer that fucks with that shit when he gets a bike? Or are you just gonna, this is what I like, ogre Gary, and just fucking does what he does? No, no. You know, I always like to mess with stuff. Like I'm always trying to find, like, make the bike. I'm always about comfort, whether it was racing or whether it's just trail riding, whatever. Like, I want the bike to be comfortable. So that it's not beating me up. I want to be able to go, hey, I want to ride for it. I want to be able to, when we get to that canyon, go, hell yeah, I'm still, like, I feel oh. good because the bike was comfortable. It's not beating me up. Right. And, or, you so know. So those things make a difference for you. Yeah, like, just like, the small Those stuff. options, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, if I go ride trails and I had, you know, my race, my off-road suspension on that I was racing sand on, like, yeah, I'm going to soften it up and try and get it as plush as I can to go ride because I want to enjoy the trail ride I'm on. But I'm just, I guess I'm asking you, in the consumer world, you're a blue-collar guy, you you you, you know, you, you grew yeah. up that way. Having these map switches, having the handlebar mounted. I mean, obviously KTM doesn't have that. You, I mean, you have a couple positions, but yeah. all of these features that these manufacturers, 
and KTM yeah. give the consumer? Is it smoke and mirrors? Is it a pitch? Or do you think people are actually fucking doing these things to their bikes? Um, it depends on the person. There's a lot of different people out there. Some people are going to say, screw it, and just be like, I don't want to mess with it. I don't care. Like, I have a buddy, perfect example. I got a buddy in Arizona mm-hmm. that bought a 350, or no, he had a 450. And he's like, oh, man, these air forks are shit. And I'm like, well, when's the last time you checked your air pressure? Well, I right. don't know. Yeah, they don't check don't They don't check. So right. they don't check those things. So there's people that are like that. But then there's also people that are like, you know, they geek out and they open yeah. up the book and they're trying to figure out every you're about little thing. To make, you're about to make a, a noise. Like, what would they sound like? Go ahead. Iggy, Iggy, I don't know. Like, Squigger and our family guy. Yeah. He's going to like, but that's fine. Like, that's. That's the different diver- that's the different people like diversity. Diversity in r- people go. that ride. Some people are I love like this Gary this like these Gary words that are gonna come in yeah, out of pocket. Diversity. Diversity. Like Great. well, I'm just saying, like there's people that just say, Screw it, run what they want to run, yeah. run it, they don't and they're not ever gonna give a crap. And then yeah. there's other guys that care. But I it's always, nice to have, I guess. It's nice to have the options. Like I think KTM did a good job at like the old additive like kiss, like keep it simple, stupid. Like they didn't like Make all these crazy like you have two maps, and the air fork's a little much for some people. I get that, you know. We're going to talk easy. about the air fork. I know. Let's get to that. Okay, let's go. Are you done with this fucking map switch? You're, you're sure. running around in circles. I'm not running around in circles. I'm trying to end it. So you can go ahead. Move end on. it. Go ahead. The map switch is awesome, and yes, you should use it. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Suspension. Yeah. This is the big variable with this bike for me. AER fork. Yep. Great air fork. And I know Heather's pounding on something. What, is she even, what are you doing dinner, over bro. there? You know, She's, dinner? Yeah. Women? Dinner? Mom, the meatloaf! <laughs> uh, WP is committed. To They're air. committed to they sticking with the Air Fork. Mm-hmm. I've asked internally. This shit ain't going anywhere. Nope. Spring Fork, big guy upstairs in KTM say, you wanted lighter, you wanted Air Forks, now I have it, you're fucked. This is what you guys make it well, good. They said... Make it good. Yep. So it's up to WP to surpass the spring fork of a KYB fork, <sighs> That's which is tough. Yeah. Okay. What was saying that? Yep. When I think about a KTM, and I'm I'm going to go purchase one. My mind already goes. I need a fork. That's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah. Most okay? people, that, that's why they're like, well, that's why WP, they have the cone valve. I mean, so many people go. But then it's $3,000 three uh, yeah, on top of a $10,800 motorcycle. Yeah. No, and so. Hold uh, on. Let me finish my thought, keep, and then you can go. Then I can go in circles? Yes. <laughs> AER fork, good. The mm-hmm. new generation, much mm-hmm. better. The comfort is up. We talk about that initial crust. Mm-hmm. That is better. It moves Two things that I dislike about it is consistency, and then if I want more holdup, I get a different feeling fork. If I like it soft and move and moves a lot, it's comfortable. But let's say, hey man, I need a little bit more holdup in this thing. I don't want you know pitching in the sand wash or yeah. in the ruts or whatever. Add a little bit of air, then it gets a little harsh. It's a drastic change for me. So mm-hmm. this is where I'm at with the KTM. It, and I've pleaded with them on the show to their faces. Yep. Just give us a, a factory edition or something with a spring fork. I don't care if it's a cone valve. I don't care if it's an old open bath fork. Yeah, yeah. Can we get a spring fork? With that being said, today I wrote it 
And of course, we didn't ride all freaking day. We just yeah. did some initial impressions. I've ridden it a lot last week. It works well on small bump absorption, on yep. rocks, very planted feeling. I will disagree with you on the front and traction standpoint. I don't have a lot of that because you no. mentioned earlier like you feel like you like that light feeling in the front. Yep. I would rather have a heavier, more planted front and steering feeling, but I'm a front and steering guy. You're rear. Yep. So you said you've raced it. You won Takati Enduro on yep. the sun, bitch. Maybe I'm just a bitch. No, no, I think, like, so real quick, like, how you like that front-end feel. The only reason why I don't like that heavy front-end feel is at high speeds, I feel like with the cone valve or with, like, a, a spring, sometimes a spring fork, the heaviness adds to the the feeling I get in the handlebars. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, so, I don't know. Every time I've put road, Pitching? like, no, no, like, when you're, like, wide open fourth gear and I, like, I'm like, yeah, and I hit a square edge. I get way more reaction in the front end versus like so it's the exacerbated, air. Exacerbated the weight feeling is exacerbated yeah, the front end movement. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird. So I I've always like clearly with racing. I've always you know I haven't raced with works or any of that stuff. I never raced the air fork. I raced the air fork in tight technical stuff because I think where KTM did do a good job with this setting is in that slower speed. Uh, and and right now I'm a little heavy, so I, it actually works good. Like slower speed guy that's not pinning it and racing correct that's just an average rider correct. riding on the trails correct they nailed the setting pretty good i think for comfort and performance good like, comfort yes it has decent bottoming resistance you tested that today yeah yes <laughs> i did but i'm saying like i mean that's a pretty cool i don't know i i think they did a good job for that i think when you're so speed am rise, i just in that percentage category that outrides it and maybe I'm not looking at the the guys below us. They're saying, "Hey, man, I just want to have a good fucking time today." Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I think it. you're over. I think you're over, and I don't think you're overriding the suspension. Over analyzing it. Yeah, I think you're over. Like, I just think I just be, want these guys out there to listen. Like, hey, man, because they're worried about it, right? Yeah. yeah. How's this fork? It's um, good. It's has. Comfort. And I'm not. And you know, I'm not an air fork guy either. I right. hated air forks, and I've ran a lot of different <laughs> conversions right. and things in my forks. Um, and maybe I'd be different in off-road because in moto, I feel like I need a spring for traction. And maybe. in off-road, I feel like – and I could be wrong. You can correct me. I feel like my front-end traction I, is not as important. For off-road? Yeah. Yes Because and no. I'm constantly using the rear brake more to yeah. pivot things, depends right? on the stu- Depends on the off-road that you're riding. But I think for the guy that the KTM's targeting and what, what you're – you know, I think you're – past you're thinking above like you're thinking of a, a racer's mentality versus a you know bunch of guys going out having a good time for three four hours out on out in the out in the hills just riding enjoying sell themselves not trying to like you know can i slam this rut right. can i slam this corner how fast can i go through these rocks like for the guy that's just wanting to go have fun on the weekends you don't need what it. about you don't consistency need during the course of the day of a field have you I, noticed the well, change? I raced, like in Takati, I raced the thing all day. I never touched it. So never and, touched and, it. And when you hit a bump at the last ten miles of that race versus the first ten, did it feel the same? I don't think anything ever. Whether I had a spring fork or whatever, Bullshit. like if, spring fork feels the same. No, after t- <laughs> go race a motorcycle for two hours. I, I don't care what I don't care what fork you have. At some point, the oil gets hot. The feel the, the feelings change. The f- okay, something me, fades. Forks fade. 
you get more harshness. There's air buildup in a spring fork. I I used to run little push like push knobs Those on my. Those are bad. Don't they? They say not to run those. Well, I ran them at well. I'll tell you what, at an hour 35 when you're rolling through the pits and your hands are garbage and you push those, you instantly feel a little more comfort because you're not Do all you pumped up. you push down on those bleeders as you're – As on. I was riding. Yeah. Isn't that – doesn't let that in? I don't I didn't. I don't know. I didn't care at the point. You know, you're just trying to get <laughs> – just trying to let it feel good because I've had them pump up, you know? Okay. But what you're right. I, I, I agree at some point level that, yes, your fork does change a but, little bit. But, but as much as no, an air like, fork? The guy that's going to go ride that bike in the hills, like if – Anybody, yeah, yeah, goes takes that bike to the hills right now, sets the air fork and goes and rides it. They're not going to set not, it. They're not setting. Okay, it. <laughs> okay. Let's say they do set it ten bar, and they go ride. When they come back, it's going to feel the same to them. They're not. It's not going to be so drastic in an hour, two hour, three hour trail ride pace. You know, that's what you're missing. Is these guys like? Okay, I, I'd get that. Yeah. Okay. And, that's and what I think I want if you're going to race the bike, most people. I think you can race that bike in the right settings, you know, the right races, bone stock the way it is. Um, but if you're going to push it past that level, then, yeah, I think you're going to need to do some suspension changes. I haven't rode with an air fork that is valved, and I'm actually curious. I would like to do that with this, but I would like to have somebody set up. Race tech. Race, okay, there it is. I would love to have race tech set up. Race tech hat right there. Air, I know he's supporting the yep. supporting the cause. I'm on the damn show, and he's more supportive than you are. I, I didn't. I'm 2020 glass hat, dude. Okay, supporting my 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 gig. So, so you're fine with the air fork, and you're telling these guys listening to this podcast that hey man, this isn't a bad fork. Don't stress on it so yeah. much. You don't need to go spend three grand on a cone valve that you're just gonna mash against the rocks and be pissed when you you know like it's not. And honestly, that cone valve is probably going to be harsher. It is sometimes. Yeah. Then, then the like, I don't know if it's the flex characteristics of the forks, but I feel like the front end flexes better with the air fork versus when I put cone valve on. I, the front end feels more rigid. That's why I've ran the power parts clamps mm-hmm. and stuff on my KTM's because anytime I put a spring on it, and maybe that's that heaviness that I'm feeling that I'm getting more rigid, uh, like a more rigid feel in the, okay. in the handlebars. Yep. This is all good information because they hear it from me, right? And it's. Yeah. Nice to have someone else here to say, like, hey, man, I've raced it. I've won on it. I, I can still ride it. I'm going to continue to ride it, and mm-hmm. you're going to use. So I'm giving Gary this bike to ride for a little while. We're going to do a top five mods up on my website, and then you're going to continue to ride with this air fork. Yeah, I want You're not going to put a cone valve on it. Uh-uh. Promise. Promise. Okay. I've done that. I promised on this show. Yeah, and then. And I've lied. It. You can't break. Do we, all, we even pinky promise? What pinky promise? Though? Okay, you can't break. Ask M. You can't break. So pinky I just want to let you know. You, you, hopefully no you're going to come through this. You know, I did I write. Said, hey, hey, I tried real hard to say, people out there, I'm going to run this air fork six months, and I'm going to tell you all about it. I've lasted a month, and I'm going <laughs> to fuck this thing, and I'm out. But that's moto. Yeah, and that's where. I mean, I rode your cone valve this past week, yep. and I was actually impressed with it. That was probably the best but stuff. That's taken me a long time. I understand, and that's what I'm saying. It's taking you a long time to get your cone valve to be where you want it to be for moto, right? Yeah. There's no they, – they've already – like KTM's already spent the money in the R&D to make this bike good for what you want to use it for. For the for the guy down, you know, right. 200 pounds, 2 plus, perfect bike for you. Like right. you're, how, mu- how much you weigh though, seriously? Right, right at 200. I, okay, I'm, so I'm, I'm 170. You're two bills. Yep. And we both had a feeling today like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can jump off and like if I – I probably would go in maybe one turn on the on the shock just to give it a little more hold up. But the bike for for a guy just going to trail riding, riding the desert, riding in the trees in the, on the east coast, like you're just trail riding, having fun with your buddies. Hey, you want to go race the GNCC? It's going to be fine. 
Like the bike right. is good to go. Like it's ready. Like it's ha- hand that race. mic to Rob for a second. Okay. Here. So it's my buddy Rob Imondi. Hello, from Colorado. You own an SXF. I do with air forks. Yes. And no. No, I have spring conversion. Okay, but you ran air forks for a while. Yes. So now you're on a spring conversion. You're on AER forks before. Differences for you. And this is SXF, mind you. I get it. But this is just... I'm painting a picture here. So I noticed mostly just um, the control. Like, so basically... Spring fork. Spring fork. Yeah. You have a little bit more control feeling. Control feeling. A little more dampening feel. Dampening feel. And uh, I'm trying to think of the word. It's more... Positive to the ground, tire contact patch. Yeah. But let's say let's say you had the air fork, you bought the KTM, it's a two twenty, right? Yeah, twenty. And were you did you absolutely say I can't deal with the air fork? Were you like, eh, it's okay? I thought it was okay. So what was the negative for you that made you transfer over? Um, for one, I didn't like checking my air pressure. Boom. Yeah, that's it. I I agree with you. So that's what I'm saying. Like the average guy, you're an average guy, right? You're riding around. I don't want to have, get up to the track. And let's face it. We've all been there. You get to the track. The track looks sick. Your homies are getting ready. You're like, dude, I just want to rip. Oh, fuck. I got to take five minutes and check my air pressure. Screw that thing in and dick with it. Not a lot of people want to do that. No. No, right. not at all. So I how long did that last you? Uh, probably a month. Okay. And then, I was, month. And then I was done. I wanted, I wanted those spring forks. Right. So, all right, give it back to me. I'm going to come back okay. to Rob in a minute. But I, I so I'm going to agree and disagree. I agree with exactly what you're saying. I've I, I haven't had a air fork on longer than a month, probably. I've always done spring conversion or ran a cone valve or something like that. But I think well, you, you keep going back to like SX and Moto and all this stuff. But for the guy, I get that even the average off road guy. I'm just so trying to paint to that do picture it. because it's, it's a, a hybrid bike, right? It's a pain in it, but here's the other thing that I do like about it. This is a plus. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt to do, but here's the thing. I'm at 10 bar. I go ride trails. Oh, crap. I want to go ride Paula tomorrow. Well, God bless you. I'm going to pump that thing up to 10 five bar, op- turn in my high speed, stiffen up the compression, and I'm going to go ride it at Paula. And it's going to be still good it's okay. not going to be great right it's, but it's not going to be horrible it's going to be good just like it was good on the trail that's that's and, my and only I thing is got to also think about too like we're talking you know if you guys are listening to this it's fox raceway yeah excuse gary oh sorry uh the the main track's big jumps yeah i think the guys buying this xcf go on the vet track yeah but but my point, that's even less of yep. a worry right and i think the thing is with it is like you know when you valve a spring fork right you're like hey I'm gonna go ride moto. Well, you it's one dimensional. Well, yeah, you've rode moto, a moto suspension out on trails, and if it's rocky and crappy, yeah, it's miserable. It's right. not fun to do. Right. So it's like, ah, man. So people are like, well, I need a trail bike. So the, a lot of people will say, oh, I'll go buy a 450, and then they'll buy like a 300 two stroke to go ride trails on. Right. But honestly, the 450, the, where they've like kind of just made it that me- medium ground on everything, whether it's the engine delivery, it's the suspension, it's the gearing, it's the chassis. Right. It's kind of a do it yourself, like do it all. Like it has the power if you need it, but you don't need it all the time. Well, I like, think it also what you're trying, what Gary's trying to say is like if it's if this thing is good everywhere, and let's say it's we're gonna call this a seven. Yeah. Okay. It's a seven everywhere. It doesn't take much work to make it a nine because you're yeah. already up high in the level performance area. Yeah. 
And if and if you say, hey, I'm only going to go ride trails, whatever, and you're going to go like you're serious, like oh, I'm going to go race and do, you're going to probably change your suspension regardless. You might keep the air fork. I don't know. Like, okay, so I'm, you're an advocate. You're fine with it. Yeah, I'm actually. I, I was super happy with it. Okay. I mean, and I've been off a bike for a while, so it's. So I've, I will say this: if you guys are looking to use this air fork, it takes a while to break in. Yep. Uh, at least a few hours, right? So a little few hours of a break-in time takes a little bit of a time. So if it's a little bit harsh feeling, don't stress out. Yep. It's fine. Now, since you put more time on that fork, when it did break in, did you notice it get wallowy? Any, any difference? No, that's that's the plus side for me. When okay. it does break in, unlike a spring fork, yep. it doesn't move as much as a spring fork, doesn't yep. dive as much. So for me, honestly, an air fork is better in that direction once it's broke in. Got you. It doesn't have, which is super weird to me. I mean, this this whole podcast could be about this damn fork, <laughs> right? But, but that's it, the only thing. But that's the but only on, thing me, with the bike that keeps them. Let me get this thought out. So, the air fork once it's broken doesn't have as much of a drastic change. Okay. Okay. And on the flip side of that, when you ride it for two hours, I feel like it's the most changed fork over those two hours. Do you huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get what you're so saying. So it's like. One side's good, the other side's like, man, I need more consistency. Sounds so, like to me we need to go take Chris Kiefer on like a three, four hour trail ride. I'm down. Once it rains, okay. I'm in. Air Force. I want to suck your dust all day, and okay. I want to go down Death Canyons. Okay, let's do it. Can you take it. me on a fun trail ride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no. tight. Yeah, tight, rocky. Three, four hours, I'm yeah. fine. And we'll see if it changes, and we'll see if the we need to do that. We can do a podcast about the four hour trail ride. Yeah, yeah. Like Gilligan's Island, yeah, four-hour trail ride. You could have a beer when you're done and everything. I don't drink beers, <laughs> but you'll have like six. Nope. I, 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 <laughs> no beers. No beers, dude. All right. So basically, real quick, to wrap this suspension portion up, a 10-bar of stock, 105 millimeters is the base sag setting. I, w- I told Gary earlier, I'd go up to 10-2, 10-3 bar, mm-hmm. um, r- turn in my high speed a quarter to a half. Yes, that much. And this WP stuff is sensitive to rebound setting. So I've always noticed AER forks, if you guys want to stiffen them up, of course you're going to go with the air, and you're going to kind of have that as your setting. But then try rebound first before low-speed compression. Yep. Um, I feel like that does more um, for the comfort of the bike out or in than compression. Same thing with the shock. It's funny you say that because I do notice one thing – on the the air fork when I did ever add air. Yeah. I noticed that I felt like my rebound would get quicker. Okay. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I don't know what, like, cause you're forcing the air down, yeah, right? Down, and you're coming so up. Pa- right. Yeah, yeah. So I would always end up slow. I'd always like, ah, if I added a little, I'd slow it down. Which like in the clicks. spring world, it's the opposite. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. So anyway, not- first things first, check your fucking air pressure That's it. before you That's ride. That's all you got to do. Just do that. You do Take everything. the time. Buy a WP pump, which I no, think they, they can, give. They come with it. Okay, you like, get one, right? Yeah, you get that with it. Like the thing is, is like it's not that hard. Like you check your spokes. If most people check your spokes, you check your air filter. No one's checking you... spokes, bro. Really? No. Is that a thing of the past? I'm just saying, like, I'm just telling you. But like, if you're prepping your bike to go ride, like, yes, you do this. You lube the chain. You do all this stuff. Check your top three Gary tips before you go ride. What do you do? Go. Well, if I have an air fork, I'm going to check my air. Okay, one. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Yep. Second thing, I'm going to make sure I got enough gas so I don't run out well, on the track. Ass. I mean, yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying that I've had people go on trail rides and be like, oh, I forgot to fill up. Okay, yeah. You're, okay. I hope to God you have fill up your tank. Go well, ahead. yeah. <laughs> There's people out there that check spokes. Check spokes. Anything uh, else? 
Oh man, well, I would check engine mounts. I would check. I would. Well, there's a lot of stuff, but a quick one like if you're trail riding, you do any of that. Check antifreeze because you don't want to be out in the middle somewhere. You know, start yep. out with no antifreeze and blow it up. Oil, just the simple stuff. But what's another three minutes to check your air pressure so you have a comfortable ride? You know, just do your shit the night before you go ride. Dude. Yeah, because the air and pressure. Honestly, I don't that's think it's not even change. a bad thing. Is if you're if you're running the same elevation from where you live to where you're riding, if you check your air pressure the it's, night before, you're good. Yeah, it's gonna be close. And it's I gonna mean, be close enough. Yeah, yeah. And like we said, we're trail riding, man. We're having fun. We're not we're drinking here. beers afterwards. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we're, we're not setting trail lap. No, times. no. That's the thing. Like people like enjoy the. We're dirt not bike. dick measuring on the trail like you throw me in a canyon. We won't do that to you. <laughs> but that's that's the whole point. Is I think where you're missing is like that's the point of tra- we're just trail riding. We're having fun. There's nothing. Yeah. Nothing won or lost there. You're having a good time. When you get done, you're BSing with your buddies. Like, that bike is fine stock for... You have a fanny pack? Put the fucking air pump in your fanny pack. <laughs> no, do not put the air pump in your fanny pack. Why not? What, why do you need it? it what if you don't like it and you want to change your setting? Then you can... There you go. You're right, Chris. Good Thank idea. You, you can get a USW, one of the Kirk Selly ones, and slide it right down the long one. Done. Good to go. There you go. You sweet? Is that what they call called? Yeah, I don't know. Chassis, let's talk about it. You go 145 Jesus. miles an Jesus. hour on this thing, which I will say, we did this at Dirt Rider back uh-huh. in the day, old XCF. We clocked it at 99. Yeah, no, gearing. they're fast. Fast. Uh-huh. Um, straight line stability? Uh, pretty good. I do think I, – I like stabilizers. I know you don't like stabilizers. I will I just, more th- Yeah, I just don't know enough about them. Right? And I have motos, moto with stabilizers. I, I can't – See why most people don't motor with stabilizers, but um, straight line traction was good. I mean, the bike is light, so it does have. I feel like there is a little more like it doesn't have as much planted feel as at, a Yamaha. S- yes, at certain high high speeds, like hare and hound style stuff. Yes. You're you know wide open. The bike has a little more like Wiggle. side to side, yep. like but you get used to that. Like you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Whereas the Yamaha heavier planted, like it would like. You know, you could drive through stuff a little harder, like bam, mm-hmm. bam, like it would just blow through, like kind of meat head better. Yeah, kind of meat head through stuff with the Yamaha. Meat head through stuff. Whereas the KTM, I felt like at higher speeds had to be a little more like reactive. It was more to, runway modelish. Yeah, it was a little. Yeah, had I to like take this. care I of. I love this. Is where we're going. Like little, I am in now. You suck me in <laughs> through meat head. Yeah, and runway model. I'm yeah. all in. Yeah, I think definitely the the lightness of the bike is good. We didn't but talk about this on the Racer X thing. But you like the old frame better for high speeds. For a hair and hounds, yes. 2018 frame. No. No, 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 no. 15. Okay, but 15. I think they didn't change the frame until 2018. Yeah, but 15, then 16 was when they came out with the, you know, they dropped all the weight in 16. Okay. Because I went from 15, which the thing was like a sled in the desert. was awesome. Okay. 16, I struggled with like the, like. But then they changed it it again after that? I don't know if they changed. Well, I mean, I'm sure they changed little things, but. They didn't change it drastically, but I do think that. Um, but that's it. But here's the thing: if you're gonna go, ra- you're gonna go race hair and hounds and stuff. You're gonna put stuff, and you're gonna make this bike. It's gonna be heavier. Yeah, right. but I did always like the KTM in the like the tight. Like we get to second, third loop when it was tighter. I liked it better there because it was like light, flickable, like hopping rocks. Like you didn't have this like lead sled. You know, at the end of a three hour race, like it was still light. It felt good. So. Just depends on what you're going to do with it. Okay. I like it. How you cut it off right there. I, like, I appreciate that. Straight line stability to me. I'm not going as fast as you, so I don't notice as much. To me, for my speed, what I'm doing in the trails, 
fine. Planted yeah. feeling. It does feel lighter than the Yamaha. I feel less pitching yep. than the Yamaha. So less um, on throttle back movement. to front movement. Um, going back to the engine real quick, I feel like it doesn't have as much engine drag yep. as a Yamaha. No, There's not even way close. more engine drag on a Yamaha. Yeah, that's where I feel like I always get the pitchiness from that bike, the Yamaha. Yeah, there's, le- the, the, there's more free feeling on the KTM. Yeah, the, right? the KTM almost feels closer to like a two-stroke that like you can come in rah rah and you just let the bike yes. just do its thing and not get crazy with the brakes or anything and just let the bike kind of coast in and you're still keeping momentum. Whereas like the Yamaha felt like you always had to be like on the gas hard and then brake and then get back on the gas because there was like if you let off, the bike would slow down too much. Right. So you're – but – yeah, so to me, lightweight feel is nice. Mm-hmm. Out of all the hybrid motorcycles, and I'm not saying all, but the ones that I've ridden, YZ, the CRF, um, RX. Yep. Uh, easiest to move side to side. Lightweight feel. Stability is good. I will say Yamaha is a little bit, has more stability, but side to side movement is is freaking, is a lot. It takes yeah. a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, I even noticed this on the, on the moto, moto side of things, right, in the SX versus the YZ. Um, I raced last week, and there was a tight chicane, and I was super slow on the Yamaha because it just takes some effort to move side yeah. to side, where the KTM is easy to get it's in and out of. fell in. Yeah. Um, so I do like the chassis feel. Yeah. I also noticed less vibration on the XCF versus the SX for whatever mm. reason, Yeah. and I do not know why, but when I started it, rode it, I'm like, holy shit, there's less vibration. So I wonder what that is. I don't know either. Dude, you just Mapping? Get- Softer mapping. I don't think that, um, that shouldn't change vibration. No, it, it's all the same internals inside. Huh. So I don't know. Um, maybe you just got lucky. Maybe it's a, maybe the maybe the you crank need to, is super balanced. Maybe you need to tighten your motor mounts on your other on your SX. Maybe. And I did do that. They were oh, loose okay. as shit the other day, and I was like, "Holy oh, crap!" Yep. They're almost a turn loose. So back to chassis stuff. Have you have you ever messed around with taking bolts yes. out and all that stuff? I've done that a couple times, but I know it's even weirder. Huh. So you have your engine mounts, uh-huh. right? And you have the top two, right? Yeah, I take the top one out. But the, it actually makes a difference on which one you take out, left or the right one. Oh, really? Yeah. I take them both out. So you have one mount, one bolt? Yeah, the one on the engine and one on the frame. I motored down like that. I oh, th- yeah. So you have, that's what I'm saying. So you have two mounts, two bolts. Yeah, the one essentially. that's. Yeah, yeah. But the I'm two talking that are, about like the two top ones. If you take one or the other out and put oh, the really? other one in, the, the character of the bike is different. Huh. They're so I noticed that. Torque changes that. Swing arm pivot. Torque specs change. Like, there's certain parts of this bike that are sensitive. Yep. Um, swing arm pivot. Fork, fork clamps. Yep. Bottom fork clamps. I even go down to nine newton meter on the bottom clamp. Oh, I go seven point five. And this they don't. Is, your fork doesn't slip. Is it seven? Yeah. Dude, doesn't. that is gnarly. No, seven point five foot pounds. Right. Foot pounds. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is I think around nine newton meters. So nine newton meter for the bottom pinch yep. bolts. That helps a little bit. A um, little bit more front end traction for me. Stability is a little bit better. Um, cornering doesn't improve, but I just yeah. get less of a harsh feel. And I don't, and that's where I'm curious to ride with the air fork versus like, I would, I like, I know I say I'm going to stick with the air fork and try some different stuff with this, but I would like to put a spring fork uh-huh. on it. Hold yeah, on. <laughs> no, hold on. No, 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 to see the we're chassis, back. to change the chassis, the, to get that heavy feel that we were talking about. Not to, I'm, I'm saying, I think that's why you have to. Why you always run, and most people run a less torque on the bike. I never did until I had a spring fork. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I think that weight and whatever that is on the front end causes that rigid feel. 
So that's why you loosen those bottom bolts to get more flex. See what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, but with the air fork, it didn't matter. I could run whatever, you know, torques setting I wanted. I didn't notice that it still felt flexy to me. And maybe yeah, no, that's I understand a what you're saying. So, like, I agree. When you put spring fork on a KTM, you get more rigidity. Yep. Right? But you get a the trade-off for me is I got front-end feel. Oh, yeah. I can Ooh, lean that baby. sucker in the ruts, and I can feel where I'm doing. <sighs> With the air fork, I just feel like the contact patch isn't dug in enough for me. I yeah. need to feel the ground underneath me more. I get that. So, And that's the... I, I get that. I guess chassis. that's why I don't mind it on this bike as much because I feel like I'm always loose when I'm riding off road. I never feel like I'm planted, dude. No, you don't. That's and that's where I think where you have to realize why this fork you don't really need for trail riding and doing the stuff. You don't need a spring fork. Like you don't really. I don't want to feel every rock I hit. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like I, that's why I think I enjoy the air fork because you're lighter. Because it feels lighter, yep. it's popping through the stuff, it's absorbing the stuff. There's comfort in the front end. Whereas with the spring fork, I'm plowing through the rocks. I feel the rocks, right. which is isn't a bad thing. It's just a, I think a preference. But I mean, yeah, I, I get it. A um, couple things here, a little extras. Ergonomics. You like the ergonomics on the bike? Yeah. I, I, oh, thanks for that riveting fucking <laughs> opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's good. So it's the good. bar band, you don't mind? Um, it's a little low. You're five five nine five nine. Yep, I, I think it was a. It's a tad low. It's not bad. Um, Cockpit rider triangles okay for you? Where the the seat? Yeah, I felt really comfortable. Peg. Like I got on it, like everything felt comfortable. We didn't adjust shit today. No, I didn't touch right? any. The only thing I would like, I, I like the, the levers f- down a little bit. What's that? I'll put the levers down a little See, bit. See, I like where the levers were. Just they were over too far. Okay. But that's the beauty. Like, hey, the bike comes with hand guards. It co- like that's a great point. Hand guards. The only thing I don't understand that I kind of wish they would do, you made an off-road bike, you put a hand guards on it, you got a big tank, you got a kickstand. The only you thing got I tell K- wheel. you got 18 inch. The only thing I tell KTM is put a, put a skid plate on it. Why are you getting quiet? Because I was just being nice. Oh. Like I was doing put a nice skid plate on it. I be yeah. I was asking plastic's nicely. good enough for you. Yeah, just put. You don't want metal. You always want plastic aluminum. Skid plate. Right, unless you have rubber bushings. You're no, fine. no, you don't want aluminum. Oh, because because it catches the rocks. Put doesn't you over the slide bars. as much. Doesn't slide. Plastic glides. Mm, aluminum sticks. Guy right there. That's true off road yep. talk. So, so old school aluminum plates aren't good. No. But why the hell do you see out here in Dish Thirty Seven? Those freaking guys, aluminum guards from hell. Because they haven't been informed by Chris Kiefer Inc. Okay. to run well, now Gary Sutherland Inc. Yep. testing his back, <laughs> and he's claiming plastic skid plates. Yeah, look at everybody that wrote best uh, plastic skid plate on the market. Ooh, go ahead. Depends on what you're doing though. Okay, because I'm, there's different. I'm going to give you two instances: West Coast, yeah. East Coast. Go. Oh man, that that encompasses it. Yeah, I would say Cherubies. Cherubies is pretty good. I I haven't seen if they've changed the mounting brackets because uh-huh. they did when I when I was running the their 450. You know how they welded on the yep, tabs this yep. year. Great idea by KTM. Because that mic to your face when you talk. Go ahead. Because uh, the you know they have the welded in tabs. You just bolted in. Yep. Well, at the time, a Cherby still had that where you had to put the little plate in the front. And it's a pain in the butt. So I don't know if they've changed. I know 250, 350, they've used those studs. I don't know if they've done it on the 450 yet. I'd have to look into that. I like that skid plate because at the bottom, it has a, like, you know, the the skid plates, like, I know John Seahorn makes a skid plate that runs, like, you know, it's a huge piece of plastic for, like, uh, King of the Hammers or something that runs from the front all the way over the linkage and everything. Yeah. So it glides, which is perfect for right. if you're really doing... Slamming some shit. Slamming some shit and you're just trying to protect. It's a big hunking piece of plastic. But the Churby's... Has a little piece like on the very end of the skid plate has a little like boop 
that goes down. Okay. So it's just enough. Like that a limp it, dick it, or a it, hard it, dick? <laughs> no, I, I, when you say uh, down, you mean going down. Towards, yeah. So like towards if the ground, not yeah, yeah, up towards the ground. Down towards the ground Got it. that kind of just covers where the, the beginning of the knuckle of the linkage. So it's just enough to where it won't catch. Yeah, it won't touch the nut. You can't. Little tickler. Yeah, tickle the knuckle. You right. Know? Get what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so Cherubis. So you've ran Psychra? I have not ran a Psychra one. Okay. Um, the carbon ones, the P, what are the PC top five mods? Top five mods come from Gary Sutherland soon. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait. I, I, five's hard, though. I have so many like little things. Five. Like, we got to have five. Only five. I can only do five things to the what bike. What are you going to do, ten? Either, it's got to well, be like, five or ten. You can't put seven. Well, no. Okay, but like... You know, if I want to put it like zip tie shark fin, like that's zip the best shark fin. His shark fin. The, oh, the, zip tie. I thought you said zip, zip tie a shark fin. <laughs> shark I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is that? No, zip tie shark fin. Like, there's a bunch of little stuff, okay. just little. Then quirky do an individual test report on on those. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Because uh, but those... I think the bike in general, like we said, other than just now throwing a skid plate on it, that's the only miss I feel KTM did in the ergonomics part of it is like you did all this cool stuff. Let's add something. Just put a skid plate on it. Yeah, right. Like, I then mean, Honda puts a skid plate on their motorbike. Yeah, which is smart because – want to know a funny story? Want to know a funny story? 04 I rip RMZ, it off. 04 RMZ 250 when they were same as Cowie. Stopped the skid plate halfway down the motor. I cased a hoop, put a rock right through the bottom of the motor on a two-hour old bike. No skid plate. Riding motor. Montana when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Did I, you put a hole on a KTM and a works race like real quick? Oh, no, frame. You fucked the frame. Oh yeah, that was the kind of K rail, right? Works racing off road was uh, they put a K rail up, two K rails, and I I cased I, it. I didn't even really K. I felt the hit like two three times, Just, but so you bent the shit out of the bottom cradle. Oh, destroyed it, destroyed the you frame. Have a skid plate. Oh yeah, but it didn't matter if which you had skid an aluminum plate. one. It wouldn't have done that. No, it would have stuck. It didn't matter. People, you would have stuck, but you would have kept riding. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. The uh... <laughs> worstconnection.com aluminum skid plates. Everybody. Oh, they they sponsored the show. Yeah. Do you run aluminum ones? No. I don't run any. Yeah, see, you should, though. Moto? Yeah. Nah. Well, I mean, if you're a serious moto guy and racing all the time, like you are now, you should be running a skid plate, because what happens if you get a rock? There's no rocks where I'm riding, dude. (laughs) (laughs) If I see one, I'm going to move it out of the way with my hands. Oh, Uh, Brembo brakes, excellent brakes for the KTM. We talk about this a lot. Chris thinks they're too grabby. Sometimes they are grabby, but they're super powerful. You don't appreciate... Good brakes until you have them. Yep. You think your brakes are fine, right? And there's nothing wrong with a, a Yamaha brake. The Nissan newer style brake is good. Then you get on a Brembo brake and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. You can go in a corner so much harder mm-hmm. and you have better modulation. See That's that a word? big word. Modulation. You. When you Do you drag your front brake in corners at all? I drag my rear brake a lot. Well, we know this because you're fucking squeaking all over hell when you ride. Right? Yeah. I'm working on that. Um, but the modulation, when you drag the, the brakes a little bit on a Brembo, they don't lock up as much. And when I mean my grabby, when I say it's a little bit more grabbier, I think it's just because it's more powerful sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I have to run my brake quicker. lever out more on a Nissan yeah. to get that feel. I don't it's have like a to longer have pull that. almost. It's like a longer yeah. pull with the Yamaha one. I don't have to have that on the Brembo. I can run my lever in a little bit yeah, and right still there. get that. Yeah, you're not like squeezing and all of a sudden you feel it hitting your knuckles and you're like, oh, I can't right. stop. I've had that before where it's... Remo, you never like you if you're if you're touching your knuckles, you're going over the handlebars. Oh yeah, you're, <laughs> you're done. Hard. Yeah. Buttery films, totally right there. Buttery, buttery films. Um, seat 
They do break down. I just had Gary give me the new seat out the XCF to put on my SXF because I've ran, I've had 15 hours or so on the SX, and the foam is done. Um, throttle cables do not last on this bike. Really? Um, I've never had that issue. If you are running the stock lock-on grips and the plastic throttle tube, yeah. throttle cables, 15 hours max, they're hard. No matter what you do the throttle, you clean the throttle, you clean your bar, you know tough to, pull. You know, how to, you know how to clean out those cables? Anybody out there listening? I thought you can't anymore because it has you? a s- nylon inside that you get. it eats away if you clean them or huh. you lube them. Really? Yes. I did not know that. I have to check into that. I always would take a throttle. I learned this from Ty Davis. I'd take a throttle cable. You'd put it in. A, basically, I had a big PVC pipe full of WD-40 because oh. WD-40 is not just a livery. It's a cleaner. It's like a, like you put the whole cable in, move it up and down, up and down, up and down, then just hang it and let it all drip out like brand new again. So I don't know if you could do that with So those. what you're saying is you, you dip Submerge it in. the whole cable. So the lube gets in the cable, outside the cable. Yeah, all over. But it was it basically because you're running it all through and you take the, the cables and you work them back and forth, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so that WD-40 is a cleaner. And I it get, would, no, I get what you're it saying. Would, it just eats all that stuff out and then it's such a thin – you know, it's not like a petroleum – it's not a lubricant. Because okay. a lubricant, then dirt it wants to attach It is a lubricant, though. It's not – no, actually, really, it's it it is and it isn't because the, the I don't know I'm not a yeah it's more of a solvent. So what it does is it cleans it, which makes it then move freer. If you put like MPPL or something like that in there, dirt's gonna get stuck to all that stuff. Okay, inside the cable. Right. So with the WD forty, so WD forty doesn't attract as much dirt as no. as a like MPPL. once you and then once you pull it out of the tube, you gotta clean the shit out. Of it, you right? cl- you know wipe it down and then you just hang it and let the WD forty you know. Let huh. it sit for a couple hours while you're doing, you know. I was told by mechanics that there's certain Teflon. Sorry, I, yeah. I said nylon. There's certain Teflon inside of that that yep. gets ate away if you use those kind of chemicals in there. Yeah, see, and I, I, I would have to, I would have to look into that. I haven't. I don't know if I've done it. On... So, granted, yeah. Either a, you're gonna have to do the WD-40 submerge trick, yeah. or new cables. I, I just went. The is new that cab- something new? Like, because I, I've never had that issue. I never really pieced it together yeah. until I was talking to JR, which is was the crew chief for the Rocky Mountain yep. ATV team. And he said, dude, how how long are your cables on there? And I go, oh, that's 20-some hours. He's like, dude, they're junk. He's like, that's why your throttle feels like shit. I go, that's funny you say that because I've cleaned my throttle. I put a new tube on. I did all this shit, and it still felt like shit. And I'm thinking, oh. there's no way. It's 20-some hours. The cables aren't bad yet. He's yeah. like, dude, 15 hours, done. Is the Teflon, like, is the cable wearing through the Teflon on the inside, nope. maybe? Nope. So it's what's just the, what's the, failing the, on the, the cable, cable inside just gets worn down. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it wearing? The, it must be wearing the Teflon. And I haven't opened it, it up. Maybe I should open it up. We one should time. cut one, dissect open. it like a yeah. fucking frog. Yeah, right. You're not mechanically just should let Heather do it. Yeah, give Heather the razor knife. You'll cut your fingers <laughs> off. <laughs> hey, everybody! It's time for a commercial break. Make sure that you support all the sponsors that support this podcast. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! 
Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintedDone.com. I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintedDone.com. Let's get into this t-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintedDone.com. That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. ScreenPrintedDone.com. <laughs> you an older dude looking to race some races? Maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January. So check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? BloodLubricants.com, 1040. Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer. Get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F. Every 10 hours, now I can go 15 hours. So, great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is. They even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KieferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Kiefer Ink Testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding. 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 
888-458-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit them up, powermotorsports.com. Hey, everybody. We're back. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, reliability, besides Good. what we just talked about. Engine reliability for me, I've checked. So I've ran 80-some hours on X, I'm sorry, SXF, checked the valves. Um, they were a little bit out of spec. Put them back in spec. Same top end, no problem. Clutches, I am hard on clutches like you are on rear brakes. Yeah, but you never used Hold to be on, hard on clutches. Hold on, I'm going to tell you. Clutches, I'm on a Yamaha to go 10 hours. I got to change the clutch. Yep. I can go almost 30 hours on a KTM clutch. The rubbers do break, like you say. Mm-hmm. I got a fix for that. Clutch rubbers. Um, but for me, and you can ask any engine builder out there, I talked to Chad at XPR, Jamie at yeah, Twisted. Yeah. These guys are saying if I was going to have my kids race or whatever, I would yeah. put them on a KTM because they're reliable. And people think it's the opposite. Like KTMs are not reliable, but they're, they're maybe not as good as a Yamaha reliability, mm, but yeah, it's pretty damn is, close, right? They, yeah. They, and I was so. Back to your clutch issue. Recluse makes a rubber. You don't have to change. We're not talking. Oh, I want to. I'm gonna, I don't want to put it. No, you're just taking the stock rubbers out. Recluse sells a rubber these rubber grommets that are made out of a better rubber. Put them in. I, I don't ever have to change the rubbers. Like, oh, really? I, so they yeah, don't bust. Like, I, the I, tolerance is different. No, it's just the, the material. They make okay. it out of a better material that's not that doesn't. So you can run those rubbers with a stock clutch. Yeah, it's okay. just you pop that out and put it in. And I think too. The reason why you get more, I think you get more life out of a recluse, or I'm sorry, out of a KTM clutch too, is their hub design. You know, like if you start really dissecting the bevel, the bevel you start looking at their clutch basket. basket Howie went to their design. Oh, they did in 2021. Yeah, I I remember back in the day we used to do all sorts of recluse used to make a cover for us that had like a little so it would throw more oil on, and we've I've taken hubs off Cowies in the back in the day and put on a ties mill and drilled more holes in the hubs to get more oil to go through into the clutches and stuff. But hmm. I think reliability, KTM, like, you know, I'm hard on stuff. Right. Clutches and brakes. But other than that, like, do I ride the, I ride the crap out of them. And brake pads I, don't last long, for you at least. I feel like I feel yeah. like the stock brake pads have gotten, they're, I wouldn't say they're worse, but they're not as lasting as long as they used to. I know, like, even, like, my buddy Kelly, yeah. average guy trail riding, racing, I noticed the last the year and a year I haven't been racing. He's like, he's going through more brake pads. It's like, ah oh, man, I need another set of brake pads. And like, I don't go through brake pads, but I they, my front ones are squeaking. Really? You know when I'm braking because it, they squeak. My front, it's not my rear. You so that's telling just, me that I'm not hard on my rear. I'm harder on my front. Yeah, you and you're just, squeaking the rear. Yeah, because like I and that's where I have to work on because I do think you got a lead foot. I got a lead foot. I think I must just ride a position. You know, and I've and I've. Got created, I've, yeah, and I've created the habit over the years, but um, there's some other companies out there. Like I run uh, Brake Tech uh, 
sells a new piston. You know, like how the factory teams run those pistons, yep. those coated pistons with all the holes. They melt those sons of bitches. Don't so they? he he makes a he makes one of those. Yeah. That has a bigger back in it too, so it allows the system to hold like. Can you keep that fucking mic ten cc? Sorry, jeez, ten cc's or fifteen cc's more oil in that little piston. If for the rear brake. Huh. So for long races, you, you have, you know, you don't have to worry about boiling a brake or trail riding with your buddies for four hours and you're on the brakes coming down hills. You don't have to worry about it overheating because you're actually adding, not only are you adding more oil to the brake system, like that little piston with the holes helps the cooling. Because I've broke those, the stock ones, that little, right. what is that fiber? What is that glass little ring in there? Yeah, yeah. Broke those. Huh. But. Okay. Porcelain. So Porcelain, yeah. Porcelain, yeah. So. Last question about this bike, 2021 450 XCF KTM. Yep. Who is this bike for? Who is this bike They market for? it as a hybrid, but who is this bike for, in your opinion? And I'll tell you my opinion after yours. Go ahead. Okay. I would say, okay, I'm 33 years old. Mm-hmm. Just got done racing for a living. So I'm you are a... retired? No. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, come on. Okay. I mean, I'm still going to race. Right. But I'm saying, I think that bike targets... Somebody like me who okay. – because number one thing I love about that bike, and you're going to laugh, kickstand. You know how many times at the track I like – Chris is shaking his head at me. I'm telling you, though, go trail ride. With a oh kickstand, it's awesome. You're 33. You're not 59. Dude, go ride. Like, I'm telling you, trail ride with a kickstand, and you'll be like, oh, this is awesome. Or at the track, anywhere. Like, Oh, I trail ride for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But it doesn't matter. With the little loop and how they – it's not ever going to come down at the track. They do like, got a little grommet there. Yeah, they got the little grommet. That thing break? Uh, I've seen a break. They they used to break. The, I haven't I haven't had one break okay. in quite a while. Um, but it targets me, you know. My dad, who's sixty some odd years old, hasn't ridden in twenty years and still thinks he's riding in the you know cow pasture in Montana. Right. I could if he was going to go buy a bike right now to go ride. I'd say buy that bike. So you would rather ride the KTM XCF four hundred and fifty. Uh, maybe I give him a 500 uh, uh, YZ450 FX. Me? Yes. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, I think I would. Okay. I, I think there's some – I'd have to I'd have to reevaluate riding the YZ. This isn't a comparison to the YZ, by the way. Of this no, but it's company. fine but to do that. I would say – I don't know. I'd have to it's go close. ride them back to back. I'd have to ride them back to back. This is my struggle with the motorbike. This is my struggle. But I think if you're – but see, you're, you're nitpicking like, oh – I, I think for you for somebody gonna like but you that's said that's what we're supposed to. That's my job. It's I, a I get, but but I think for the guy that's just going to the race, you know, gonna go ride, gonna go to the race, gonna go ride moto. It's either like one's said, good, right? It's good. Right. Yeah, the KTM for me, but it has the upgraded. It's a little more quality. It's yes. got the brakes. I agree. It's got some shit. Like absolutely, I would pick that bike probably. I forgot about this. Is actually an important question too because I obviously I'm not the guy for this question. Yeah, what's the easiest to work on? A KTM, KTM or a Yamaha? KTM. Okay. I think. I mean, you as, long as, them apart, as long as you have a 13 and a you know some star sockets. Yeah, but you get that in the KTM tools. Yeah. That's cool, too. They give you the tools. Yeah, they give you tools. Right. I think, and you know, with whatever bike that you, you work on all the time, you get used to it. But initially, I feel like the KTM is pretty, like, airbox. I mean, they both have easy airbox covers. Um, I Dude, do I, like. I, that thing's hard to get off sometimes, What's that? Bro. The KTM? That left side cover, I fucking feel like I'm breaking yeah, it every time I rip it You gotta put a little grease, dude. The grease helps. You just put a little grease in the little in the, in the grommet. You gotta lube it. You can't just you can't just run her in. Dude, I've busted my knuckles so many right. times. Right. So the grease hey. is the trick. Yeah. 
Yeah, you just put a little grease on there. It's you can't just run it dry, dude. You know, you gotta lube it up a little and use it. I'm right usually in. good there. Like we're okay. all set there. All right, I'm just letting you know. You're having a so struggle. So that thing needs help. It's menopause. The grommets are in menopause. <laughs> yes, yes. And it they're dry. dry. You just put a little lube on them. Put a little like maximum grease, just a little, not okay. much. Gotcha. Pop in and out, no problem. Good to know. Yeah. Um. So KTM's a little easier to work on for you. Yeah. Shock is a pain in the ass to take off though. Yeah. Versus a Yamaha, where I can just go, well, take that some bitch right out. There's a couple ways. Yeah, yeah, I will give you that. The shock on the KTM is a little difficult, but I actually take the I take the four bolts out of the subframe mm-hmm. and just slide the subframe to the side and pull Kick it right it. out. Muffler's off, muffler's gone. Yes, right. I think you can get it out with the muffler on. You can't bend that if you thing. slide if you slide the if you slide the subframe over. Okay, you can get it out. Okay, so that's because I used to like. I used to struggle with it a little bit, and then right. uh, Ty Rinchow showed me. He's like, "Ah, okay. oh, just take these." And I'm thought, "Well, oh, four bolts. Why am I going to take all these bolts out?" But once you do it, it's like a lot of the guys when I go test, they drop the linkage bones out. Yeah, no, I don't. Here's the thing: I ain't messing with, too. but I ain't messing with linkage. But like, that's a good way to drop it in the sand at the track. Oh crap! Do I have contact cleaner and a don't rag? Worry about I mean, it. If you have the risk racing stand. The magnetic stand, you can just put yeah. it right there. But here's my point. Then you got to have a torque wrench. You know, you got to torque. You, you're right. going to retorque all this okay. crap. Like, if you, you don't want needle bearings falling out. I, I'm just telling you, the crew chief of Rocky Mountain KTM, that's how he does he it. He does well. Good for him. All right. All right. Let's. Evidently, they know something we don't. Okay. So, basically, not. I didn't. I just dropped that bomb on you. But for yeah. me, the who this bike is for. To me, it encompasses a lot of people. It's not yeah. just for one person. You can be um, coming back to riding. I think it's great for that. Mm-hmm. If you ride a little bit of moto and mostly off-road, that's good. If you're more moto to off-road, I would say get an SXF. If you're a 70-30 moto to off-road, SXF. If you're anywhere below that, dude, this XCF is great. I actually love the mapping and the delivery of the XCF at times more than the SXF mapping. Yeah, so why... Because of suspension for me, but so here's the, but, that's, it, and, but you're not, you're targeting who you targeting with because you're override like you think you can override the suspension on a motocross track. What I'm saying is, if you're a seventy percent moto guy, yeah, thirty percent off road. But what are we talking and about? You're on level? the air fork. You're keeping the air fork on. Okay, but what's our 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 level? Like, what's our heavier guy, vet dude? Yeah, riding REM on Saturdays. Nothing yes, wrong. I still with think it. the SXF okay. newer suspension is better for that guy. Okay. More hold up and still has comfort. This has the comfort side of it, less yep. performance. That's how I, I view the XCF. Okay. Um, yes, of course, you can adjust that. You can pump it yeah, up yeah. and get it better. But I still think the SXF stuff is better for a heavier guy. But 18-inch wheel better for the average vet rider that's racing? That's where I was going with this. You said you like it. For me, it's okay. It just feels to me a lot of times it stink bugs. The bike feels lower in the back because yeah. of the wheel. No, it feels higher. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It feels higher in the back with the 18-inch rear wheel. Hmm. So uh, I prefer a 19 just because I think, you know, I'm biased. I'm just used to it. Yeah. I think you're used to an 18 because that's what you run all the time. Yeah. I so, feel more rigid with a 19. I feel way absolutely. like... Absolutely. Like I'm sure, you're, yeah. You probably feel but, more square edge of it. And, so you... 18 on a rough track on an afternoon at Glen Helen, you would pick a 19 over uh, 18. Only because I'm used to that feel. That's the only th- reason. I'm now, not saying that it's better performance. than the 18, but okay. I'm just saying I'm used to that, and I know how it's going to corner. 
I mean, straight up, and if you, you talk about nitpicking, I can feel it. When I initial yeah. my lean in, 19's way better. It's yeah. tough to lean my bike in at the 18. Yeah, it doesn't have that. It doesn't flop in. Huh. Once I'm in, I'm fine. And then once you're accelerating, I like an 18 acceleration yeah, yeah, it, feel. It pulls. It's just an added, almost added suspension, really. But for me, I'm wired to think lap times fast. And yeah. for me, you lose or gain more coming into a corner. Everyone's pretty good coming out. Yeah. That's how I view So it. now for roughness, though, like, do you think, like, later in a moto, like, I, I always, from what I've raced, you're, like, you're going off lap times and, like, that corner. I'm going off comfort and what I can ride hard for the duration of whatever I'm racing, whether it's... Absolutely. At, and whether I'm at Mammoth. Race. I'm well, even if, even if I was, when I raced Mammoth at 20 minutes plus two, I ran 18 up there. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, why are you running 18? Mammoth's square choppy, edgy. square fast. edgy. Yep. It's It's fast. I mean, I can see. I can honestly see that. that. That's that's fine because there's not a lot of ruts at Mammoth. It's yeah. more Burmy, right? Okay, so, you're, so you're seeing more. If, if it's, it's Burmy and 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 Lomi, and then you have fast square edge, I can see an 18. But if you have true moto conditions and you're yeah, a moto 19. guy, 19. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But Go ahead. for the average guy mm-hmm. buying this bike, the 18 is going to work fine. Of course. Yeah. It's going to no work problems. good. You're I wouldn't. And most it. vet tracks are in Southern California are—they're not real ruddy. They're right. not—they're more bermy and. But you know. there's a lot of Midwest guys that listen to the show and East Coast guys that like this bike. Yeah, I, I can see why it's a good bike. Yeah. So you're gonna buy one? Yeah. Or you're getting SX? Eh. Hey, what are you getting? Eh. He's getting SX. Everybody. I'm gonna get SX because I'm gonna ride this, and I, that'll be a good comparison. I would like to ride this bike in stock form with the SX because I want to feel the suspension change. I want to feel the suspension. I'd love to take them both to the motocross track. Yep. And ride them both okay. with the bigger tank. Uh, I, we'll see. All right. Future uh-huh. test, keyforingtesting.com. Gary Sutherland. Am I get, is that a, am I, I'm employed now, right? Like, is uh, I'm going to pay you for your work, of course. Oh, that's cool. You gave me some Oakleys to wear and stuff today. Some yeah, old I mean, ones. I mean, I'll actually dirty. pay you with money. Like, oh, I'm going to pay okay. you with parts. I don't need your money. I love you. I love you, but I mean, it's a job, right? No, it's, so it's, it's okay. fine. Um, last but not least, let's talk about you a little bit. So you're back riding, you're done We're racing. Back, baby. You're done racing. Uh, you're riding for fun. My lovely wife's coming in. She yeah. wants to hear this shit. Oh talking. shit! But you you were out for a year <laughs> yep. with your arm. Three hundred and like thirty nine days. You had major complications. How many mm-hmm. surgeries did you have? With Eight your arm? surgeries. Eight surgeries. Three fixators. Staff. Staff in the bone. Chronic m- osteomyelitis. I was. 26 weeks straight. I think it was almost 26 weeks every day, seven days a week, uh, hour-long infusions every day, different types of antibiotics. Then I did hyperbaric chamber for two hours. So most through COVID, I was sitting – I was at the hospital some days for, I don't know, three months, like four hours a day trying to get rid of this dang infection. Right. And it would come back. I'd get an abscess. We'd have to go in and clean it. And then finally, like, they had to remove a bunch of bone. And I kind of went, like – little dark there for a while i just didn't not dark like mental i just didn't talk about stuff on instagram i just got to a point where there was nothing yeah you hermit well no there was nothing armadillo yeah well there was nothing positive to talk about like people like oh how's the arm it's like eh it's crap you know like how am i supposed to like oh every two weeks my arm still sucks hey how does it feel to ride again for other people out there other than me being out of shape is it fun felt great yeah no it feels good like your mind a little bit what's that does it help your psyche? Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. Does it make you less bitchy at home? Uh, Are you still a dick at home? 
I'm not a dick at home. Come on. I'm a nice guy. No, I think my my mind, it's hard. It's hard to, like, I wanted to get a bike and do 320s this weekend. Yeah. At 80% because when I ride, I want to be in good enough shape. Like, I got to get You're back the normal shape. guy right now, dude. Yeah, no. I think that's per. I'm a little heavier than I am. You're a I'm, normal rider yeah, right now. I'm working construction. You're the I'm, guy who listens to the show. Yeah. Well, I'm not listening. That's you. I don't, I'm not going to listen to you. No, I'm kidding. If you're smart, you'd listen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's uh, it feels good to be riding and have something like to a look purpose. forward to. Yeah, right? yeah like, yeah. oh, yeah, I can. It helps, like, the workouts. It helps, like. Right. And right now, I'm like, I don't. F- that's the hard part is now when I ride and I feel, like, ugh, I feel fatter, just not, like, mm-hmm. poppy like I used to. It makes me go, dude, get your crap. Like, Do you feel like when you ride out of the pitch, you feel your fat roll jiggle? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say federal jiggle, but you got to remember, I wasn't able to work out. Like, I wasn't able to work out. It's fine, dude. Just own it, bro. But you I'm saying, tire, well, that's what I'm saying. No is like, judging here. I don't have a spare tire. I'm saying, when you, I lost a lot of muscle, so it's, yeah, it's I, loose. I, haven't had, I haven't felt that just like weak fatigue, quick fatigue. Leave the mic to your face. I'm you sorry. Just your, your hands. Okay. So, you started your own business, 2020 Glass? Yep, 2020 Glass. So if anybody in the T-Mac area, 951-909, Southern California area you need needs... some glass. You need some win- retrofit windows, shower doors, mirrors, tabletops. You want a guy Got you who, covered. I will tell you something about Gary. This son bitch had one arm, and he's fucking sledgehammering, <laughs> sledgehammering shit with one arm. So the, the work ethic is there. Gary is very hardworking. He does good work. I like Gary because he's honest. To a fault at times. Oh yeah, I think some of his career was cut short because his mouth, like honesty, was too much, or yeah. delivery was too much. Delivery. I still work on my delivery. I I still am rough with delivery. Right. I but still I, like. I, 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 but at the same time, I always said what I felt, and I don't regret the way. I don't regret it because when you you're don't racing, regret anything. No, no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Not one letter. <laughs> no, not. I wouldn't say. I mean, no, not really, because I was always passionate about racing. Like, if I felt like I needed something on the motorcycle, I needed something from the company or whatever it was, and I wanted to make it better, and it was, like, hindering me from doing better at a race. Mm -hmm. When you have the pressure and you you win some races, and it's like, you get when you get those, you you know, win text messages and win phone calls, Mm -hmm. it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, then the next weekend you get third. Guess what? You don't get those. I gave them to you. I know you did. Mm-hmm. There, you, there's a, there's certain people that do, but right. what I'm saying is that over yeah, like from, yeah. p- it's not even about the text. It's more like what happened? Why'd you get third? Or what happened? Like and those, those those you didn't like those. And those I don't like those. So what was good though is it fire you up to make me want to win. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is is uh, what the fuck are you going in circles again? Yeah, I'm going in circles. No, I, I, what I was always saying is like at some times you yeah. would open your mouth and yeah. at, tell them what you wanted. Yeah, but I needed didn't deliver and maybe it the right way. in some instances you just shut your mouth and dealt with what you got. Yeah, yeah, to an extent, because at the end of the day, I'm risking my I, I was risking my life and my mm-hmm. body to go race. So if I felt like, hey, this isn't like, I it's you know had me on edge and not I wasn't able to like I was having to push because do you always feel just, like you were the underdog in everything you did? Kind of. I mean, yeah, no, nobody would have ever thought I would win a works in a hair and hound in the Dude, f- same okay, year. I'm, I'm going to have your back here yeah. for a second. I'm going to get on my soapbox. Oh, you're going to soapbox? No one has did what you did since Kurt, right? And yeah. I, and I've said this many times to you. I mean, you've heard yeah. this. But you really didn't get much out of that. Nothing. For doing that, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, 
I've raced works before. I've raced hare and hounds. Yeah. It's gnarly. And to put all of those together in one year to do that. I mean, I've won races, races, like yeah. one race. That's tough to do on its own. Yeah. And to put a series together yep. to win a championship is tough, let alone doing it two times at a high level. So it's sad for me to see our sport not take care of a champion that, for me, rough around the edges, yeah. but marketable. Because I still feel like, even though you're a dick, you're very marketable <laughs> wow. in the sense of hardworking guy, blue-collar guy, average dude that's out there riding dirt bikes on the weekends. That's you for me. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm just a dick to you because I like to no, joke no, around not, with you. No, I'm not but... like a dick in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what we, you know what we called you the other day? Huh. This was a perfect analogy. Okay. You're a cocksucker with the biggest heart I know. <laughs> This well, was, thank you, Chris. Thank you. That this is... is what I called you the other day. And we started talking about it. I go, you're the cocksucker with the biggest heart. So to me, I judge people on their heart. Yeah. yeah. If you're a good dude and you got a good heart, I'll take some cocksucker. <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh... that's, that's you. But you you mean well. You just don't know how to say it all the time. I'm sure Christy can vouch for that at times. Yeah. So I just feel like you were marketable and no one saw that. They saw the rough side and yeah. didn't see the marketable side. They didn't take enough time to learn the other side. Like right. they saw the the roughness because when you it's business. We're racing. It's still business. Like we have to have fun. The same day we all have the same goal in mind. Whether whatever team it was I was on or whatever program I did, it's you still gotta win. Like right. that's the whole point. I'm there to win. So yes, when things weren't going bad, I have a I'm I'm temper. If something, you know, something wasn't I'm tempered. right. I have a little <laughs> tempered. tempered. I'm tempered. I get a little tempered up and, you know, yeah. sometimes I have to come back and be like, hey, like you I have my, a very loud... One of my, one of my least learned... favorite times with you is? Uh-oh. My least favorite. was Is when you didn't do good yeah. and you would go home and have a couple beers in you yeah, and you just text me. It was just bad texts. Yeah. You would call me so many names. What are you talking about? You call me so many names. <laughs> you I'm sound like you're crying right now. <laughs> Why? But yeah, I would vent to you, man. I would vent exactly. my problems. That's the but, times I was like, man, people don't see like this dude's working his balls off, and it's just it's sad to me. And and this is the I love our sport, and people really talk shit on it. I will never talk shit on our sport because I love it. It's done so much for me. Oh yeah, but I see the other side, and I see your side where it leaves a bad it, taste in your mouth. Well, and that's I think that is a heart like. It kind of. I will say this: that whole situation, and we. I mean, we can we can dive deep into yeah, right. all that. Can we do that one time? We've covered. Some, I've done yeah, two we podcasts can, with you. If you guys yeah. want to go listen to Gary's, I just don't have anything nice go to deep say. In the archives, and, and excuse I don't think me it's for my sound at the beginning ones with Gary because this is early in the, yeah, in the yeah. whole podcast time. But there's some good shit with you in there. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything nice to say about the whole situation, and I don't think it's like. It's, it's still not going to do you no, no good. No, it's not going to do shit, any good. Right. And like, there's been posts, recent <laughs> recent posts yeah. of my two championship bikes hanging in somebody's garage right. that I was supposed to have yep. that I didn't, I didn't say anything, and I wanted to. I, I mean, it, to say it? No, it just it fires me up. Care. And I will say, after winning those two championships, yeah, I was on a high, and then it was like the winds just you know <laughs> got took out of my sail, and it was really hard to try and put all the pieces back. When you, you know, I was struggling with the Suzuki's thing and like we talked about that and that like just some, I would, this is the only regret I would have. Go ahead. Uh, not really regret. Go ahead. I wish like the Suzuki thing could have, would have, and should have been awesome. 
We had but it great plans. Because look at where it's at now, right? So even if you did good. Well, no, it's not about it was what we wanted to do. Like we wanted to get. Suzuki but that's what back. I'm saying. The end goal is to have a career with this thing, right? Yeah. In racing. Yeah. Uh, and I will say this. Off-road racing takes a lot to build a career because you don't yeah. get paid much, right? You no. weren't in Destry Abbott's area or uh, era. Yeah. You weren't in Larry Rossler's era. Yeah. Where they made good money. Oh, yeah. Okay. But no matter what, let's say you killed it on Suzuki, that was ending. We were, we were done. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I mean, Chris, me and Wheeler, we had a, we had a plan. We had ideas of things we wanted to do, and that's a whole nother story. Um, looking back, like – I should have swallowed my pride and my ego and just bought two bikes like a KTM or Yamaha's or whatever. I should have just bought the bikes and went and raced on something that was that was just Good. that I didn't have to fix. Like right. the Suzuki wasn't bad, but I had to ride the other bike, the old bike, and it's it just not a KTM XCF. No. Right. And that's you know, but at the time I'd won two championships and I got told I had to buy bikes. And I was and like, you're like, fuck you. Yeah, hey, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm not going to buy bikes. Suck. Like, right. And that was my own, that was, I would say, that was the one thing that got in my way. And I can, you know, man up and say, like, I should have just said, sucked it in and went and did that. But in my mind, the aggressive part of my mind was like, well, screw that. I'm going to go take this bike and this people that want to help me. And we're going to turn this thing around. We're going to go kick some ass. And that was the way but see, I took it. Here's my thing that right there. Yeah. That is such a true red-blooded American way of doing it. Yeah. And this is why I'm saying <laughs> you're so fucking marketable yeah. because any dude that just got fucked by his boss at work yeah. would do that at another job that maybe wasn't as big of a company yeah. and try to fuck the big company, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, and that's what I, I, that's what I was saying. And well, that's what I was trying to do, man. And but we came close. But we came like, close. I had one motor blow up. I was four points behind with two rounds to go, and motor blew up. Right. So, I mean, we were in it on that Suzuki. Like, I mean, it wasn't pretty. There were some issues, and I was, you know, it wasn't pretty, but we were there. And last thing. Yeah, let's, let's, we're an hour and a half in. Holy shit. Okay. Yep. Someone came up to you and said, I want to offer you some shit to race again. Are you in? Or are you out? Are you done? <laughs> are you truly done with racing for your life? Because you talk shit on me, what do, you, what do you call me all the time? You're my practice, practice, you're big practice guy. Big you practice, are a practice soul guy. Rider. But you're racing now, and I'm, I'm impressed. I'm proud of you. I really am. Wow. I think it's awesome. Well, I do, that's, I do that's think it's awesome. Co- huge compliments from Gary. No, it is. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. No, let's it is. End, let's end the, the show right here. No, I do. I am proud of you. Like, you are racing, and I, it's cool to see you going and racing and actually riding to the ability you should be. Like, you've raced some races. I'm not a practice guy anymore. No, you're a race guy now. Like, you actually have more race craft now than you used to. You really do. But what I'm saying is someone offered uh, you that. I would just, it would, you'd have to, yeah, I'm, not, I'm like, this but, is a Mike Brown mentality. Yeah, we have to see what it, like, I'd have to see. The problem is I know what's going on around out there. Like, look, Trevor Stewart doesn't have a ride. Mm-hmm. Dude just finished second. He won races last year. He doesn't have a ride. I know he, he pieced something together. You got a young kid listening to this that's in the off-road. Yeah. Where, where do you point him? This is what he wants to do for his life. I love dirt bikes. I love off-road racing. I want to be the next Taylor Robert. Or Gary Sutherland. <laughs> or Gary Sutherland. Um, or whatever. What, How, what do you tell them in a time like this? First off, don't for, like, keep your school going. Like, do, do good in school. Do your stuff. Make sure you're <laughs> – I'm serious. Make sure okay. that you have an opportunity – that you're not just 
smoking mirrors, looking at Instagram, going, "Oh, I'm gonna wear a Red Bull hat and ride for this person a Rockstar hat and get to put like this is rad." Like, yeah, that's cool for a couple years, but then when you ain't got no money, when you're done, you guys still gotta go back to work. Right? You're not gonna race off road for your entire. So, what career. do you recommend to them to do? As far as racing, what should they do? Go race, have fun. If it all works out and you get to race and you get to actually get to like that was my dream. I had a dream when I was twelve years old. I had a, it's a perfect day, right? I had a dream <laughs> when, I was a, when I was a kid. Perfect. It's Martin Luther, Luther King, King Day. day. No, and, and I you had a dream. I had a dream when I was. That's a kid. what MLK was trying to yeah, say in Montana, right? Uh, little Montana town, nothing. You know, right. we went to one went to a Shugal Amateur Day. That was our one race we got to go. That was big, and I saw the pros. I want to race as a professional. Like you had the dream, and I had the dream, and, and you it, lived it, and, and you did it. I went and worked for Cowie as a mechanic. I were I was. Washing Caterpillar equipment for a while. I did glass, like did all this stuff to get where I did, and I got to race. Yeah, am I getting? Am I going to retire and have less money to make? No, I'm broke as shit. I spent it all. I spent all my money to go racing. Right. But you know what? I got to travel. I got to take my family cool places. I got to experience cool things. Right. I lived the one thing like that I wanted to as a kid. So now, yes, mentally it's hard to say no to. An opportunity, but would you tell your the kids out there that you're not going to make a living off a of racing off road race? You can make a living. Depends. I'm sorry, a career. You can make a career. Depend. Define career, career is, though. A career is you have retirement. In oh the, yes. So I, a career, to, a job is different than a career. A career is this is what I have for my life, and then when I'm done with this, I'm retired. Oh yeah, you're not going to retire. I, I mean, so you're going to have to get a job after off road racing. Yeah, look at everybody that's raced off road. Will Taylor Robert have to get a job? Uh, I, he he's been smart. Like he still came from the era that was you know making good money, and I, he was smart in his. I think Taylor was smart with a lot of his money that he was making with the Valley days and the Cowie days and all that stuff. I, I don't know. Does Destry need to have a job? He does have a job, but does he need one? Yes. No. Yes, he does. Destry has more money than we think he does. No, I know. Yeah, we know he does. But right. But at the We're same time, We're calling you out, Destry. But at the same time, I think, yes, most. If I need a loan, I'm calling Destry. I'm calling Chris Kiefer. No. <laughs> I think, I do think that, you're, you know, you're, there's a possibility, depending on your win bonuses, depending on how you structure it, yes, you could. And you were smart with your money outside of racing and put it in <laughs> stuff, yes. But here's, here's my two cents. And, I've, give it to and me. I have not accomplished anything that you've accomplished in your life. To me, those are huge accomplishments. Any, any AMA title. Anything in any form, series title is huge. My advice to kids that want to race is do it because you love it and do it as long as you can until you have to go feed yourself, feed your family. Then you need to start thinking of other ways to make money because I hate to see kids, maybe not kids, late 20s, mid 20s, still hanging on to this off-road dream, which is great. Yeah, I still believe in that. But at some point, you got to be like, hey, man, I gotta have some money to live. If but here's the thing: if you're if you're working and you're doing your thing and you're and you're making your money and you're spending your hard earned money to go race and that's what you want to do, do it. But the moment that you start taking, putting people around you or your family or things in hardship, you know, like ah man, you know, I need this to, like electricity bills late. What are we gonna yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, that that dude. Right. Just and you got smart. a new pipe on your bike. Yeah, yeah, not smart. Right. Especially with how good the new KTM XCF All right, is. Everybody, XCF everybody. stock pipes are great. <laughs> they are. <laughs> no, nah, I, I think I, I would never tell any kid. This is the end of an era. This well, is it. 
This is what we're talking about. This is it for Gary. I know. And I know the dreams I had when I was a kid. And how many people are like, die, you'll never, you know, you'll never do it. Watch him as he goes. You're not a good singer. You're a really bad singer. That was Foo Fighters for you. I know. I didn't know. But you accomplished a lot. You lived your dream. You yeah, did it. That's I did awesome. It. Did what I wanted to you do. Married a, you married a cool chick. Yep. You yep. have two, two cool great girls. Kids. Like it's a good life, right? Yeah. And now and I you get still to get to tr- race dirt bikes. Yeah. I still have my arm. It's Thank still attached. God. It yes, was right? close there for a while. But yeah, I get to go enjoy riding dirt bikes with my buddies. Yep. Doing podcasts with Chris Kiefer. You talk shit on Kiefer Inc. a lot. But I don't you're talk here shit now. on you. Oh, you talk some shit. No, but it's fine. I get it. Now we're here. Nah, dude. Gary's always thinks like if he does something for me, I want to like own him or like he thinks he's hanging from my part nuts. The, yeah, this is what part he thinks. Like you hanging from my nuts. I don't want to hang from your nuts if I get some. It's not about that. Okay. You do some good work. People want to know about it. You have a lot of information to give mechanically. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of information within yourself. Well, um, that was the that was that's the hard thing. Like doing this class thing. I know we're long on time. People are going to be already. They're checked. They're out. probably checked out already. They're checked yeah. out. Yeah. That's fine. There's like probably five that'll listen no, to No, actually, it. you'll be surprised how many emails I'll get about this. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's the one thing that's been hard for me to not to, – to go do something in construction. Like I wanted to do something in construction because I wanted to separate my day-to-day life of dirt bikes and make it fun again uh-huh. because when you're racing and riding and training, you get burnt out. You know that? Like even though love you it. love it, you I still d- love it, but there's days when you're like, oh, fuck, I've been not riding. not very much, is it? No. But, I just love riding, dude. And that's the thing. I want to love riding again. Right. Because when you're racing and you're pressure all the time, the, the right. pressure, the mental pressure, it's like, yes. <sighs> yes. Um, but it's it's hard because I've spent so much of my life around racing, whether it was mechanics, you know, mechanicing stuff, working on my own stuff, doing all that stuff. So it's hard to not stay in the industry and do something. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing for me, the reason why I wanted to do the construction thing was only because of I enjoyed my open schedule when I raced. I like being able to have, like, hey, if I want to work hard this week, I make money. Right. Cool, I can go. I can take my daughter and go do something, or yep. I can take my family. Like, where you're not stuck, but at the same time, I, I still love dirt bikes. So yep. it's like it's hard. I've had a couple opportunities come up. Dirt bikes like, like ah. a drug. They are. They really are because you get hooked on it, right? And you love that feeling so much, and then once you don't have it, you feel lost. Yeah, I feel it's, lost. It's, right it's tough. Now. It's tough sometimes. Like yeah. when it's raining outside, what do you think about riding dirt bikes? Thank you. I've been there when I hot have, cocoa by the fire, right? Or dirt bikes? Or dirt bikes? You yeah. want to assemble the desert rats and and go? Yeah, I'm not the rat no more. Sold the house. No, you are sold out. You sold out. Sold out. Sold out. Sad. All right. You know what this is? Thanks, peeps. The end of the show. <laughs> Finally, an hour and forty minutes into this some bitch, we've wrapped up XCF. Yep. We touched on a lot of hot topics. Yeah, we in yeah. off road racing. We'll have some more fun with this. Yeah, we can talk more about it. Yeah. Rob chimed in. Oh, let's get, give that to Rob. I wanna, yeah, we'll get, we'll get this oh, up to I forgot. Us. I wanted to ask him something. Going back to the KTM. Yep. You purchased the KTM. Yes. For what reason? Um, Why did you choose that bike? And so you came from a Honda. I came from a Honda. Um, I just wanted to try something different for one. Um, the I've, I heard a lot about the chassis and how much more nimble the bike was and how much uh, less, like, more rideable it was. Right. And 100%. Like, the thing is rideable. It's nimble. So is this the best bike you've owned as far as fun factor? Honestly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really I really enjoy the bike, yeah. for sure. This is my internal struggle when I was telling with Gary is I go back and forth on all these bikes, and I have two of my favorites that I go with. It's like KTM is one of my favorites. Yamaha is one of my favorites. And 
there's certain aspects of the Yamaha, like, I'm just like, dude, I like this bike a lot. I'll ride it for a, a little bit, and I'm like, I'm in. And then I will switch to a KTM, and I'm like, God dang, dude, this thing is fun, too. Like, I almost like it better. Yeah, and that time you came out to the house and I rode your Yamaha, I right. kind of felt the same thing. I just bought the KTM, and I rode that new Yamaha, and I was like, wow, yeah. this thing's insane as well. So, so, like, for me, I go to Glen Helen, I'm like, oh, this is good. Yamaha's great. Stable, fast. Um, I go anywhere else, like Southern California, Fox Raceway, Paris. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the KTM's insane because it's peppy, RPM response, light. I like that feeling. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it's just a, it's a great bike. It's been reliable. Yep. So it's been good. So yeah. Rob is from Colorado. Heather and I go up there. We ride a lot with Rob. Um, Rob helps train one of my um, my son's friends, Jackson. And uh, if you guys want to learn how to whip... This is what I suggest. <laughs> Rob and Mondi can show you how to whip a motorcycle. <laughs> because if you see some of these... What is your Instagram? Uh, Rob790. This dude has the gnarliest whips I've seen. And, it, and if you're unassuming, like I look at you, I see you down the street, oh yeah, that guy doesn't really ride that much. Then you whip it, I'm like, holy shit, dude. That's impressive. <laughs> so it's good. So fast whips. Nice guy. Heather and I talk about this. God, this whole podcast is so much shit. But... We need more Rob Amandis in California. I see a lot of these fucking trainers, like sitting on the track, and I'm like, dude, it's insane. Yeah. There's more. That's not even the good one. There's more in there. Gary's looking through your shit, but you're just a normal dude. You like dirt bikes. You love it. You're a down to earth guy, and I I attribute that to you're not a California dude, right? Yeah. You're just a normal guy that loves, and he takes care of. Uh, Jackson really good. Like Heather and I wish we had something like that out here to do that for Aiden, but we don't. There's not a lot of that there. So kudos to you. Well, thank you. We appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. And uh, that wraps it up. So thank you both, Rob, Gary. It's been fun. Um, Please support the advertisers that are on this show. It helps us keep this thing up and moving. Keeps the fun down the tracks. Gary loves this show so much. He's going to listen to it uh, twice this week and listen to himself talk. And uh, don't forget to... (laughs) RacerXOnline.com to see the video of the 2021 KTM 450 XCF. Of course, PulpMX.com. If you want to hear some funny shit at PulpMX, you just go there and listen to the show. There's some great tidbits in there. We talk about Heather's boobs. We talk about bikes. We talk about whatever on PulpMX. Vietnam Vic. Vietnam Vic. Christina. So many aspects to PulpMX. Steve Mathis does a great job over there. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Guess what next week is? Any guesses? 2020 gear shootout. 2021 gear shootout. All right. So it's not Fly just for FXR. Fly Fam. Fly Family's in there. Fox. Yeah. A lot of an, another company that you may not have heard of. Oh, I heard of them. Nope. Check back next week. See y'all. <laughs>